When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. I'm on your side when times get rough and friends just can't be found. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott, and uh, this is the crew, the usual crew. Beth and Brian Hughes and Mikey Zumo is with us. Hello. Hola. Hola. And it's it's one of the, the survivors' birthday this week, but we won't we won't tell you which unless they want to volunteer that. But, well, you're going to have to volunteer that. It's Mikey Z, uh, zombie killer extraordinaire's birthday this <laughs> week, because I had to rag on him about something. About his age. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> congratulations. You're going to rag on me about my age. I'm the youngest one here. I know. That's actually what I was, I didn't realize you were as young as you were, young lad. And I didn't realize I was like 10-ish years older than you. And uh, and it just kind of stunned me that you, you, this is going to be like personal conversations that me and Mike have on like regular Facebook and shit. But um I consider myself like pretty much the king of the cynics, and and God, uh, Mike is actually I've learned the God Emperor of all cynics since I've met him, and and I just it astounded me that you know at your current age that you you've reached that level of cynicism already because it took me to like my mid forties, so well done, you're ahead of the curve, <laughs> and, and that's all I'll say about that. But. Made, made me feel younger in you know in context in a way. So you know, you know. So, sometimes I wonder if I'm just you know being George Carlin esque or if I'm actually believe that. Right. You know. Some well, of that stuff that I say. Hey, me too. But but I do worship at the altar of Carlin, so I, I, I have to at least put up a good front. Um, as do I. I'm actually a cockeyed optimist, and I love my life and the world and all that good stuff. Uh, and you wanted to hang around. Yeah. You know. That'd be ideal, at least as long as I'm on it, it would be nice. <laughs> That's really all I'm concerned about. Uh, and probably without a lot of zombies, so let's get into that. Um, how are the Hughes this week? We, we haven't talked in a while, because we've, we've done this, this lesser season thing. Well, we're doing well. Uh, we, um, as some may know, have started watching the Teen Titans. Yeah. And we are behind because we lost internet. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I just finished four and then starting into five, and it's, it's looking real good. I'm enjoying yeah, I'm up, I, I'm up Did you get shocked in that second episode by that one? I, I mean, you, you, you'll know the moment if I just ask you. Did you get shocked by that scene? Did it surprise you? Uh, I'm not. In the first episode, you mean? The second episode. It was like a, was it a drawing or the mirror or something that came alive? Oh, you know, good old jump scare, yeah. Uh, it was a drawing. That, that was the best jump scare I've seen in I don't know how long. <laughs> well, I just watched it, ten I, episodes. Me, uh, Chris came up off the couch and <laughs> Brian flew up off the bed. It was so funny. I laughed for a good five minutes. And that's <laughs> that probably, was awesome. And that's something that'll be more covered in better detail in a weekly heroics podcast coming yep. soon um that's right. but yeah but i'm enjoying it more than i, I thought i would I, I'm, yeah me too I'm surprised but um no, but, definitely but not. Last, darker than initially looked yeah i mean did, did did we talk to you about halloween 
No, I was going to ask you that next, how the big uh, weenie roast went. It rained until six o'clock that night. About uh, here too, and it was it was it was like it was like just like rain, 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 rain. Oh, time for the kids to come out, and it just dead stopped. But we'd gone out. I, I bought a ten by ten canopy to cover up the table and everything, and we still had like two hundred visits. Yeah, nice. And, and and that's not something that's normal in this neighborhood. Yeah. And people are like, well, we we just come out of our way just to see you guys, you know. So, so it was you know another good night. Well, I was yeah, here last uh, last Halloween, and we got, like, I didn't think we, when I used to live next to Mr. Honeywell over there across the city, um, we got nobody, no kids at all, and that was what I thought was a more residential neighborhood than where I am now, but there were just tons of kids back here, so I'm like the asshole of the street, because nobody, I'm in a big apartment building, and there were like three of us hanging out in the lobby, so people kept coming up to the door, and we're all just like, we suck. We have no candy for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, if I'm here next year, I know like, better. You're like you're like at the end of the block, aren't you? Isn't yeah, I'm like a, a little a, dead a end street. Or something a next little, door to you. Pretty well behind I, I, me, and then there's you know a fairly busy thoroughfare with a couple churches and a lot yeah, of like I, artsy hipstery types that live around here. But I've traveled your neighborhood thanks to Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking around, this is stalking me again. Don't stalk in Scott's neighborhood. Yeah. He's yeah, the one who works for the NS, NSA, folks. Don't want him for you. <laughs> we, we have a fucking spook in the house. That would be CIA, wouldn't it? <laughs> one of them alphabet groups. Um, Did Brian get a chance to tell y'all about um, Chris's Halloween at school? No, but we saw uh, they, you guys posted pictures of that amazing Predator costume, which yeah, should that be was pretty amazing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, crap, I mean. Nothing I mean, else topped it. I'm he almost surprised the they allowed him to wear that into school because it was, <laughs> it was like legit. You could have, you know, carrying the skulls that he was, the skull necklace was a nice touch. Um yeah, that was that was a very awesome costume, and, yeah. and he'll be able to wear that as cosplay for any con oh, we go sure. to. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it'll be fun to see how that turns out. It's, it's... And I was really hard on myself, you guys. I did it in one week. I threw it together, and I got so many compliments I was not expecting for Christopher, and they freaked when they heard I made it. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it was high, high end, definitely. Um, good stuff. Better than anything I've put together in forever. Right. I couldn't even do zombie. I, I filmed a concert a couple of years back and tried to do zombie makeup on myself, and it was, it was too pitiful to even be the undead. Let's put it that way. Uh, now, Chris had a zombie at school um, a couple years before that, and it was hilarious because I did his costume, and... We had a walker on a walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe I've seen that one before. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, speaking of walkers, we're here to to, to eulogize, not really, the, the not really dearly departed Rick Grimes. Uh, this was, we're covering season nine, episode five, which as all of you have known for weeks of marketing is Rick Grimes' final episode because we don't want to surprise anybody anymore. Um, 
So, yeah, I had actually toyed with the idea of reading the regular um, synopsis from AMC's page, but actually they've been listening to us because their synopsis is now very much more verbose than it ever has been. So remember, I'd always say, it's like, hey, I grabbed this from AMC, but I fill it in and, and add details they miss, and now it's like they're they're literally like putting every conversation and shit. It's even more involved than mine. So, so wow. screw that. Wow. We'll just, <laughs> like, we've already watched the episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do a basic, uh, basic synopsis. And, and obviously, uh, well, we didn't cover the episode before this one, but we, we saw Rick rebarred at the end of it. And, and all I the just, shit he survived, he gets, he gets rebarred by a fucking horse. Yeah. Um, but, Let's, we'll talk about that horse in a little bit because it's a plot horse, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and also, I'm going to pat myself on the back publicly for for coming up with the phrase that this season was called "Bridge on the River Y" uh, in our last podcast because it it was "Bridge on the River Kwai" in a big way <laughs> <laughs> at the end of all things, and I should have seen that coming. <laughs> But yeah, so Rick got rebarred, and he, he managed to uh, drag himself off. And as we we've read, the, this is the big flashback episode. So Rick, I was proud of myself. I called it. What the? Oh, the whole uh, plot. Yeah, yeah, called it. Oh, uh, Brian, yeah. proud of myself. Okay, I, I don't remember and, and, exactly and, what we said about it. Or our and she pointed out something to me that really, really makes sense, but we'll get to it later. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, before you go on, I, I got to ask: Did y'all hear anything about this being uh, Lauren Cohen's last episode? No, but it's looking like it might be. I don't know. I know I haven't read anything specific about I, the only thing I'd read about season. Yeah, the only thing I'd read about either of them is that they both had like six episodes this season, and then you know they've been skating around. It's like, well, she could be back, or you know, I. I don't even know if we'll we'll find out in the coming episode what happened to her. Okay, because I mean, <laughs> I, I I knew there was talk about her being on a different show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and, I, I think they have plans for her. Hmm. Uh, we, we shall see. They've apparently well, got all kinds of little plans going on. Where they're all once her new series fails, she'll be back. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. Well, essentially, both of them have only done five episodes this season too. So presumably, they both have at least one. Maybe that's just like a floater that they wanted to lock him into, um, you know, or they'll but come I back. I love that idea. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think Carol should step up with Michonne in two different areas. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll get to that. I, I don't know if I'll in be the, around to in watch the long hair department. Yeah. Uh, no. Let's give me time to work into it, or I'll need alcohol. Ah, so. Yeah, Rick uh, starts basically gets back up on the horse that he flew in on, because um, that was what happened. Right, the horse threw him off onto the rebar, right? Because it was he got the horse that he flew off of. Right, right, of course. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the horse, of course, just kind of hung around. So Rick pulls himself up and gets back on the horse, of course. And yeah, I'm going to say that about a million fucking times tonight. It's my podcast. Um. <laughs> I just hate that horse. I really do. Well, Wilbur. Oh, yeah, Wilbur. Uh, he beat that dead horse. That horse course. probably should have been eaten by the time Rick was able to get back on it, but whatever. Uh, so he kind of slowly tries to lead the herd away, 
because doing it with Daryl's motorcycle what didn't make any sense, I guess. Because uh, that was his original mission. Uh, and he starts to have these hallucinations. Because he's fucked up bad and he shouldn't even be alive. Right. Because he had a rebar go right through him. And that hurts. So I'm told. I do not know from experience. <laughs> so he's basically riding slowly and, and bleeding in front of the herd and passing out occasionally and having our fine flashbacks that we knew were coming in. And we first get Rick. And that was the slowest fucking herd I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But of course. Well, see, I've, I've actually just uh, gone back and started watching the first season kind of in preparation for Rick's leaving. I, I wanted to watch the first season again. And, yeah, the zombies were da- vastly different um, in the first season of the show as they are now. Well, they were uh, fresh. They were a lot yeah. faster and fresher. And yeah. and what it's something I had forgot is that they they kind of sold it that that you still retain some of your brain when you become a zombie at first. And Morgan's yeah. wife was going up to the door, and the little yeah, kid picked up her doll. Up. And so, now I will say this: that the zombies are changing. Maybe you're just you're just teasing whispers and stuff. They're not really changing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm for real. <laughs> they are changing. Well, maybe. Uh, they change according to what they need the plot for. Yep. <clears throat> Everybody does. Horses, most of all, because uh, the part of the first season was Rick being on a horse, of course, and the horse basically not having it at all when he's around zombies and just, you know, immediately bucking and, and getting eaten and, and all that good stuff, so... This horse's survivability to me was a little much for the imagination to handle. This was the Mary Sue of horses. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> horse ex machina, all that good stuff, yeah. But the horse is a great actor. <laughs> it was, you know. Uh, stayed, it in the, was stayed in the moment, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, let's get to the hallucinations, because... Because, again, we kind of uh, predicted the Shane thing. I think our last show we were, we were speculating. It's like, well, is a Shane hallucination going to come out and be like, how's your wife and my kid? And he did. He yeah, could play, yeah played, he did. Played the asshole card. And <laughs> it's like, and even yeah. as like, she's got my eyes, doesn't she? And like, oh, you went there. Okay. But she has my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God she doesn't have Shane's nose. I kind of like yeah. the, the scene. Or his was, ears. <laughs> I, I like the scene. I like the interaction between the two actors. Uh, but I just, wow. I c- kind of can't believe I went there. But yeah, I guess it made sense. What do you guys think? <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, it was in Rick's head. Yeah. And, and it gave you everything that you wanted to know, wanted yeah. to hear. Yeah. Exactly. If you ever had questions of whether or not he knew that that was his daughter, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> uh, they're, they're listening to us. They, they put it in there last minute. Reshoots. They're like, God damn it, that podcast thinks that Shane should be an asshole. And so we're going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I, I pretty much laughed out loud, though. That gave me a good chuckle. So I got to give him that. Um, but I was saying to Brian today that I really thought that he came back and you could really tell that he is a good actor. He really is. He, he came in slipped right like back he into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he hasn't skipped a beat. And it was an awesome conversation for them to have 
for what was it five minutes three minute conversation yeah. maybe less but it, it was really great to see him back on the walking dead to close it out yeah i like it. i like the the you know if you're gonna send off a character even if you're not actually kind of doing that i'll get into that um you know it's it's a cool way to do it again it's like what actors were available because you know you would kind of expect to to see, uh, you know, maybe Morgan and Glenn, but I guess they couldn't, I don't know why they couldn't get Morgan to come back and do something, but I, I guess the, there's like, why couldn't they get Carl to come in? I, I guess all the voices in the, uh, like the frequently during the episode, there's a voiceover that just asks, what is your wound? Which is the question that's asked a lot in the show, obviously, but each one was like a little sample from characters who had said that before. So it was like Morgan, Lori, Beth, maybe, and like a couple others that had been in the show and said the phrase, what is your wound? So we got to hear from Lori and, and a couple other people we didn't yeah. get to actually see. Because you think they could have thrown some cash at uh, Lori at least and maybe got her to be like, come on home, Rick. You know, well, she's busy enough. Whatever, man. You know, you good. You know, we have the technology today. You, you throw up a green yeah, but, screen in your apartment yeah. and film something and set it up. Right, <laughs> right. But, you know, it, with Shane being the Punisher, you know, for Netflix, that gives him the ability to work for pretty much anybody. But she's at, what was the show that she was on, babe? Was it Containment? Uh, or co- The Colony or so? I, I forget what it is. She's on a network show? Yes. Yeah, she's the on a colony. network show. Yeah, she's, it's a network show. So, you know, I mean, that that's going to restrict I her. I enjoy don't have very the luxury much. to go find, to follow actors and other shows anymore. Well, I found following... it by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and she was on it. But I'm just saying, you know, open the purse, AMC, and get these people on here. You know, they could have managed it, but... Whatever. I mean, we got uh, Herschel and Sasha too, which I, I like the Rick one, uh, Rick and Shane one the best, I think. Um, but Herschel seeing him again, yeah, that was kind of, yeah, that was just kind of yeah, sad. It was, it would have been good if, yeah, because you could kind of see the actor too was not well when he filmed it, even. So he was an old man, but you know, who, who uh, Herschel? Yeah. So. Because he passed away not too long after that. Yeah, so I mean, he was—he was, he was that you know, was his last role. Yeah. Shane, you can pretty up, you know. Shane's in that sweet spot after ten years that he can still look ten years old ago, right? You know, uh, Scott Walker, not so much, unfortunately. Yeah, it was so awesome to see Herschel again, though. Yeah, yeah. It was. It mm-hmm. was. And even Sasha, because Sasha was kind of the one that was like, "It's okay to like sacrifice yourself." You know, this well, is why we do this. Yeah. And, the one that I really missed, and it was was Glenn. He yeah. he's the one that they, that it would have been great if they could have gotten him back on there. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. Yeah, me too. Because he's the one it who saved felt his like he life. was missing. Yeah, he, yes. he was missing. You you noticed him. It was obvious that he was the one that was missing. Right. Or anybody else could have been left out, and you might not have been bothered so much. I mean, Herschel. Uh, that would have bothered me if, if he had not been in there. But yeah. Glenn not being there was just a, a big absence. Yeah, Glenn was the f- from the beginning. The, yeah. The first. Oh, yes, he was. Exactly. Which he is was, why he should have been there. I he, mean, they brought Wang Chung back. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Whoever thought that was a good idea should be freaking put on I, I, the I, I, sanctuary If you guys don't fence. know what I'm talking about, in the first episode when Rick is trapped in the tank, that was the first episode, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I think the end of it. Yeah, the tank, they're playing. They're playing. Um, what's the name of that song? Um, 
Space uh, but, Jump. Space yeah. Jump by Wing Chun. Yeah. And they played it again when Rick when uh, they were flying away in the helicopter. Yeah, because so we haven't gotten there yet. So I'll shut up. Right. Well, it's too late. You already said it. So uh, I, I think they know that there's going to be spoilers in this uh, particular episode. There's, yeah. Aren't there always spoilers in? Oh yeah. yeah. The good thing I watched it. But yeah, I don't know why I, I get you're trying to pay homage and shit like that, but that felt really out of friggin' place. That song and, and that that particular scene, that whole scene felt really out of place. Um. That whole plot line at the end felt really out of place. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, we do... actually, it felt like a Fear the Walking Dead plot. I mean, a, a bridge or dam blows up and everybody goes off and downstream and survives magically. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking horrible. So let me get through this and then we'll talk about how horrible it is, all right? No, I'm sorry. I ruined it. It's really fun. Uh, fucking horrible. <laughs> Um. Yeah, where were we here? Through church, uh, horse. Um. What is it? The Rick uh, farewell tour. Yeah. Um. Which ultimately cul- culminates in, as I said, him blowing up the bridge essentially, as as the rest of the crew is he even hallucinates the crew saving him, and we get a nice moment between him and Michonne, and and then essentially he attempts to sacrifice himself to blow up the bridge because this huge ass uh, herd is coming across it and going towards the community. Couldn't communities. he have done that from a safe distance? Apparently he did, safe enough, even though the explosion itself pretty much engulfs right where he was standing, but, you know. I mean, if, so, if Daryl could shoot a barrel at 30 miles an hour as he's driving by it. Yeah. Well, you know, their talents uh, also ebb and flow for the plot, as we've learned over many years. Uh, and this, well, you know, he was like bleeding profusely and then in and out of consciousness. So I guess we'll, 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 we'll give him props for reality on this one. He shouldn't have he been able pretty to hit, okay when he took that shot. He shouldn't have been able to hit the broadside of a fucking bridge in his present condition, but you know, he shouldn't was, have been able to get back on the horse. It said we needed to, uh, the horse should have been off and running. The horse eventually does run off, you know, after and, and he, he probably the horse should have, have been least, walker lunch. He yeah. should have had at least one hallucination of Morgan saying, you don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, didn't somebody say that? No, yeah, for Michonne when the Michonne uh, hallucination, she's like, "We don't die." You know? Morgan, yeah, right. Morgan would have said, "I lose people, I yeah. lose myself." Yeah, yeah, but Michonne was really believable. She killed that scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the Maggie scene. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. But ultimately, uh, yeah, our, our other little subplots. Um, we have Maggie arriving to kill Negan. Uh, which she kills a walker before she gets to Alexandria and, and kills it like Negan would do it. It just keeps bashing. Um, and, and then she gets in, in Michonne's face, who eventually relents and lets her go down. And uh, I don't know. I, I want you guys' opinion on this. I think Negan just suckered her. I think it was an act. And, you know, mm, if, if he no. really wanted her to kill him, he could have attacked her. No, yeah, no, but. no. I, and, and, and what happens, what we saw later, it just gave, told me everything I needed to know. But but we'll get to that later. But uh, I, I believe that he really wanted to be killed. I, I can see it. My, my yeah. opinion on it has changed a little bit, but I... Again, I, I don't see I don't see why they did the whole fucking scene in the first place. I really didn't like it much. Um... I just don't believe she could have turned it off. I thought she was just, you know, she's been thinking about this for a year, and I don't think she's suddenly going to come to the realization that's like, oh, it's better for him to suffer in a hole. Because he'd been suffering in a hole. You figure she would have worked that out, but 
I don't know. I, I thought it would have been a good send off for Maggie to have him basically overpower her and kill her, and then and Michonne still has to be like, "Well, we're not going to execute you," you know, because that's what we do now. Yeah, they're still trying to follow the comics in some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of what happened with Maggie in the comics. She so, caught, up, caught up with Negan, to, discovered it to be pathetic, and. The way it ended, I'm assuming maybe we're just going to get some exposition. Somebody saying, oh, Aunt Maggie, you know, and the now 10-year-old little ass kicker says, oh, Aunt Maggie just decided to go off with her kid and she'll be back for one contractually obligated episode someday. You know what, though? The problem is, at the end of the uh, last season, they set up this huge, uh, you know, conspiracy against Rick. Yeah. And it and just kind of withered on the vine. Yeah, and then they they did the time jump, so it withered on the vine for a year and a half, and then all of a sudden they start building this bridge with the saviors, and it's back. And they pretty much let all plot lines. That's one of my big problems with this, and why I might not even watch the show anymore. But um, just to, just to put a bow on it, though, the Rick plot line ends, of course, with everybody thinking he's dead except the poor audience. Um, well, was the. Uh... The conspiracy, that was a Gipple plot, wasn't it? I Well, he wrote this one, apparently, and he's going to write the upcoming horror show that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Because I, I wondered if that was kind of, they just, you don't want to sweep that under the rug and move on. Uh, yeah, I guess they have, because, yeah, we find out, well, there's been a little subplot subplot about Jadis, and she's trying to call her helicopter friends, and now she doesn't have a specimen for them. She's sending people to research or something. And so, yeah, Rick is conveniently found at the side of the river, like all good Walking Dead characters can be, as we've just mentioned a little while ago. And, um, yep, she convinces helicopter guy to come pick him up and spear him away somewhere to fix his horrific injury that he shouldn't have survived this long with. So. Right. And then I start screaming at my TV, because they should have just let him have the fucking hero's death, but... We find out soon after, uh, like, there was a press release, like, friggin' minutes after, you know, basically there's going to be a three-movie Rick Grimes fucking Walking Dead movie trilogy. God help us all. Does anybody care? I really fucking don't know, man. I care. I'm glad somebody does, because it sounds like they're going ahead with it, but I don't think I'm going to be patronizing it. (laughs) I just really don't. it just depends on what the buzz is like once it does come out. We'll watch it. We're going to watch it, you know, when it when it comes out. And if we're sitting there talking about it like, hey, we really enjoyed this, you probably are going to watch it. I don't know. No, I think I might need my uh, headcanon to end with Rick Grimes dying. Because it doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. To each his own. I just, it's not, no, it would have been better to let him have the hero's death. Because, I knew better than to sit there and say he's gonna die. I just knew there was something up with that. Yeah, I, I thought he was gonna go off into exile, but I, I knew I never thought that he was really gonna die. No, I, just, I was sure no, that, they, they uh, weren't gonna close the door on Angel Lincoln. Yeah, well, that's I would just... have thought that they were gonna kill Judith. You know, to to give him that impetus to get him to leave the the party because he's got nothing left there. I mean, aside from Michelle, but he's got nothing left there to live for. Right. And that would have made Stop sense. It. You know, that would have break, broken his heart so much. You know, losing Carl, losing Judith. I could have lived with that more than this. Up. I could have enjoyed that more than this. And even even been cool with him coming back, but... 
If the uh, idea of Judas getting killed makes you happy, you're a ghoul. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. No, I mean as opposed to, to this ending. I just think this is just as bad, <laughs> you know, in its own way. I don't know. It's like they're using Judas to replace Carl. It, well, well yeah, essentially, that's, yeah. That's, that's, they showed that in that in that little six year jump. Yeah, yeah we'll they, talk about they, the epilogue in a minute. Um, yeah, but, but still okay. on. Uh, I just, for me personally, I'm just going to put it out there. To me, it's just it's a marketing stunt, and it kind of just doesn't. It takes away the point. I know they're into the business to make money, but it just lessens the art, in my opinion. Well, do, it just do you think need to... there was a com- Do you think there was a conversation between him and Scott Gimple or Nicotero or someone or Miss Miss Kang, who when they're sitting there, you know, and he goes, "Look, I, I just want to be able to spend more time with my family." And you know, they said, "Well, do you do you want to live? Do you want to come back, or do you you know do you just want to be done?" Yeah, no, that uh, yeah, of course there was, but I mean that just feels disingenuous too because they've been pumping this you know sudden departure. It is a pretty sudden departure too. I mean, I don't see why he couldn't have hung out for the whole season or whatever. But I mean, maybe there's a family emergency or something going on we don't know about. Fine, but it's just like okay, you're going to quit, go be with your family. And then you're going to go do, like, three movies right in a row? Because that's going to take... Well, the three movies might not film right in a row. Well, right, but not and, every, uh, you know... It might not be this, though, 20-week commitment that uh, TV that the show is. Oh, good. Right. And it uh, might be a month or two. Oh, uh, they the work for 20 weeks a year? Oh, uh, uh, you guys work only 20 weeks a year? I don't work in another country. <laughs> right. But, uh, I don't have to live there for 20 weeks. <laughs> Yeah, but filming the movies may not be much longer than filming the series was. Right, but I mean, it could be comparable. But it would be comparable to the whole season, though. Mm -hmm. It might only be comparable to the time it takes to film, like, maybe three or four episodes. I don't know, call me me cynical. And not only that, (laughs) he'll be at home where his kids can be on set, so he's not necessarily away. So they're going to make the movies in England? I don't know. I doubt it. I've heard of, yes. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, if like Zomb- if if this mysterious oh, zombies, we're going to get to see British zombies with proper British voices. Well, Maybe if, they'll hire Americans to well, play. Well, if Rick Grimes the suddenly develops box. a fucking English accent, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, that would be obviously easier for him, but it's, it, nobody gets an accent that good that quick. So I don't think you go from Atlanta to to full British. Uh, in a year, but I don't know. Maybe that's where the secret base is. So we'll see Rick Grimes in London. All right, whatever. Um, I just, I just don't get it, man. Cause I don't think he's that compelling of a character anymore. And, and as many of the characters lately, like Daryl in the last episode and, and hallucination Shane in this episode kind of pointed out what an asshole Rick is and how his, most of his decisions lead to that field of dead people that we saw in one of us. Hallucination Rick pointed that, pointed that out. Exactly. And, and did you look at who like, all was in that field of dead? You know, everybody was. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Literally. I mean, Past, I present, saw, and future. <laughs> I it saw was everybody that was Megan, on the path. I, I saw Morgan. I think I saw Lori in there. And okay. Beth. I, I remember seeing Beth and you know, Jesus and Ezekiel and everyone. Yeah, yeah everyone. So... So yeah, I, that's if that's going to be the end of the three Rick Grimes movies, is him, you know, being the last man alive. I guess that's cool. That makes sense because he, most of his decisions has, have been gotten a lot of people killed. So 
I guess that's it for me. I just don't see why he deserves to survive <laughs> as a character for three extra movies. You know, they even killed off the other part of his team that didn't die in the comics. So I thought that, yeah, as Mike said, I think on a past podcast that I thought he was going to kind of go out the, uh, the Andrea way uh, with it, with everybody coming to his bedside. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Because, because as I recall, in the comics, Andrea died in a similar way, trying to redirect the herd. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. That was. It just feels like another little, you know, Gimple, Glenn in the friggin' uh, dumpster fake out. And I just, I didn't like the way it went down. So now let's talk about the stupid fucking epilogue. Um, and well, this really should have been a mid-season finale, not a. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Sure for a I show that knows the, how to milk it, man, you'd figure I they would have followed the this time one. jump a little bit more if the show wasn't coming back next week. I, I think the time jump is completely stupid. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, because we did a year and a half at the beginning of this five episodes, and now presumably it's going to be another six years or something. And I just think we're in the realm of I can't even suspend my disbelief anymore because you got to think we're ten years into the apocalypse at this point. And and we've got previews of like Gabriel, who presumably is one of the new leaders, is sporting a nice gray beard. Um, who is Episcopalian apparently, not Catholic. Right. Yes. But although the the Jadis option is flown away for him apparently, so that plot line went in zero where. And uh, and essentially he's you know we get previews of him saying it's like well we should search out farther we might find other things you know the basic premise of the show for ages. And I'm just not buying that 10 years into the apocalypse, there's going to be, I know we're going to do the whispers, but I don't see where there's going to be a significant friggin' at this point, 10 years in mankind has either pretty much got this shit figured out or they're done in my opinion. Right. You know, they're not still going to be like little communities. Either the fucking government is reformed and swooped in and there's obviously bigger shit out there. Did it say six years? That, that's about what it is. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what they said six years. But I don't think that puts them ten years out. Yeah, because maybe the, eight. The first several seasons really took place only over a few short months, and the last uh-huh. couple of no. seasons took place over a very short period of time. No, the whole dude. war situation. <laughs> the end of the oh, war. Yeah. The end of the war. Yeah. Judith is at least two and a half, three years. Yeah, it was old. about two years. Yeah, to the end of the war. At the end of the war. So a year yeah, and a half yeah. after that, she's four, four and a half, five, and six years down the road, she's ten years old. So it's Ign- like... Ignore Carl's aging. Right. And that's the other yeah. thing with this that kills me. It's like, you're really going to do the Carl thing again. So, I mean, if they do like they hope and go another ten fucking years or whatever, they're going to have 18-year-old goddamn Judith, who's only 12 years old. <laughs> you know, Carl's a little easier to cover up that way but there's this thing called boobs that we're not going to really be able to avoid talking about after a while <laughs> I did like yes, the mini katana I, the, the, I, I like the mini katana yeah. that she had I mean you, it's... You know, they showed her with the little katana they showed her with Rick's gun they showed her with the hat I mean it was it was kind of like you know let's just bring a bit from everybody and put it on there. And I'm surprised she didn't have like a Daryl Kerchip or 
crossbow or something, you know. Right. This is where I don't mind standing alone because I disagree with all of you. I loved it. I liked the idea. I loved I the liked premise. It. I, no I like the idea of being able to do something different regardless of the time jump. Just being have, able to spread it complaint. out. I only have one complaint about the epilogue. And that is you're going to tell me that, as you, as you say, 10 years into the apocalypse, big people are still going to survive because Dan Fogler is not a little guy. No. Cardio, cardio, cardio. That's what the guy said in Zombieland. Right, but no, I mean, if, if they're even going to, as I said, if, if they've got the whispers they're going to fight, then that's a believable threat, I guess. But yeah. I mean, but I, you've got to figure that there's not going to be as big of a walker population just by law of averages. Like, people, you know, there's just not enough new people dying to create these big-ass herds that they just keep pulling out of their ass anyway with no explanation. Right, and all the people that are dying are being put down. Right, yeah, we know how to handle it now. So there's not going to be, like, hundreds of friggin' new walkers every day. And I don't know how they're going to keep that interesting and still call themselves the walking dead. It's, Maybe do it two years, or maybe, you know, I think they should have just wrote out the one and a half year but, but, okay, time we're talking and done the whispers into the rest of the next season. Uh, let's just say out of a population of 300 million in the United States that a million people survived the Walker apocalypse, okay? Because yeah. I think that's the numbers they gave us way back when. Yeah. That, that still means th- basically 300 million Walkers. They ain't all going to be in fucking Atlanta, though. What is everyone just, no. you know? <laughs> but the herds will go one direction, they'll go another. And the thing is, they, they may head out west, but there's a lot of goddamn directions in this country. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, and, you know, we, we've got little big ass herds out in Mississippi, and, and presumably, yeah, there would still be a lot of walkers, I guess. Maybe after a year and a half. Ten years, not so much. So I said it's not going to be. A replenishing resource. Plus, but the thing that you have to keep in mind is that in order to survive in The Walking Dead, you have to kind of put yourself in a corner where you can try to keep them out. So there's always going to be walkers. Not everyone's going to go out and just kill them all the time. It's almost an impossibility to do that. Nah, for large civilizations to keep existing, there'd have to be a systematic clearing of things, like there is already. You know, any any community we've seen in the show has basically, like, clear patrols, you know, or, you know, we've got to clean them off the fence that they've run into, you know, whatever. But I... But I don't know, people, I just don't see it. People who are living are dangerous even more so than the walkers themselves. Right, but how long, right. you know, then just have post-walker apocalypse human wars thing, which we've done for nine years, too. I'm just tired. I'm bored with it. I, I actually do kind of like, I actually, it's going into kind of cheese grindhouse stuff that I do like a little bit with the whole Judith Grimes warlord of the apocalypse thing. Although I don't, you know, they hopefully they have a strong child actor if they're going to put her in a lot of right. things. I don't really buy that she's, you know, I mean, are, is not exactly parent of the year there, Michonne, if you're letting her go out at 10 years old and lead 
fucking raids and rescuing people. Uh, yeah, she's grown up in this shit, but still. <laughs> you going to tell that kid no? Well, I would have pointed to, like, you know, all the other kids before her that have gone out off on their own and not come back. Uh, and said, you know, still bad for kids to just go running away from the house, but we haven't learned that lesson yet. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I I will keep to my pledge for this show, and I'll watch the rest of the mid-season, and we'll wrap up the rest of the mid-season. I don't really know if I'm going farther than that, unless they <laughs> really sell me on it. I'm, I'm being a nitpicker. I, I, as I said, I like a little realism in my fantasy. And if you're going to set the rules of your universe, you need to play in them. And and the rules of this universe is that the zombies are decaying. And civilization has figured out how to stop people from turning. And so, I mean, I just don't think there should be a lot of walkers still walking. Because <laughs> they would have been nothing but bones by now. Uh, and if you don't believe me, you know... Go get yourself a corpse and put it outside for ten years and see how we how we do and report back. I would not recommend doing this in a very public place, but if you find a nice spot out in the woods and a nice corpse no one's gonna miss, then have at it. Uh, any law enforcement um, complaints can be directed to cheapscottproductions at gmail dot com. Uh, <laughs> You're out of your own on this web. Uh, I usually am Um, I haven't got much else guys I don't know I I wasn't wasn't pleased with how Mr. Rick exited I was pleased where how he almost exited but I was not really a fan of extending his his storyline it just doesn't interest me I had to go back just to make sure I saw what I thought I saw that was a big what the fuck moment I just think it's a mistake I think that I honestly have my doubts whether these three telemovies will will be made. I mean, I guess they've been, kind of been greenlit and shit. I guess Gimple is writing them, which doesn't thrill me because I don't think he's a strong writer. No, I can agree with that. I, uh, I do not care for Gimple whatsoever. And the shit he keeps pulling, I agree, needs to stop. I mean, I, I thought that uh, Angela Kang um, did a great job with this half of the season yeah. at this point, and he took the writing reins on this one, and he's obviously, like, the direction creative director at this point, you know, like the Kevin Feige of it all. And so I think he's got his little pet project, and he's got his boy crush on Rick Grimes or whatever, and we're going to get to see something. I don't he's know how you... One, he's the one that's got Easy Street playing on his jam box wherever he goes. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, just, I think I actually slipped that into our last podcast. You missed it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I want to like the show, and I just don't anymore. <laughs> Still hopeful for what they're going to do over there on Fear. Uh, I just don't know how long I'm going to be able to stomach this 10 years into the apocalypse and things like maybe cars still working and... You know, and they're still being millions of zombies. It's just not really going to work for me. Look, I think the good news is is that you know that Scott Gimple can't be everywhere if they're opening it up this much. So there's going to be good writing somewhere on one of the shows, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I should go. I should try to get back to that view yeah. of it, Beth. And maybe if I, you know, I, I have actually started to enjoy it a little more since we've cut back on these, which I'm sad to say, yeah. but. 
Um, now, if, if you I want, wouldn't know how to do a, a podcast logic. where I'm just positive about it, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, if you want a little logic about the, the cars at 10 years later, it should only be old cars, cars that don't have the computers and stuff. So right. basically a- anything before 1982. Yeah, that I would um, buy. <laughs> if, if they were using cars like that, you know, things that would be garage, you know, barn finds and stuff like that. So you're going to see a lot of old Camaros and older cars. I'd be that all right. yeah. are drivable as opposed to, you know, what it is in farm trucks, farm yeah. trucks out the butt. Yeah. I don't know why, why anyone's not just driving around big tractors with big ass plows on them anyway, just to fucking go through, you know, big threshers and shit. That's what I'd be driving around the apocalypse. Just, Oh, wall of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause you can make uh, corn diesel real easy. <laughs> You can make ground up uh, zombie meat real easy too, and yep, you know, yep. sell it at the apocalypse uh, restaurants. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? Yeah, I think um, we're spent. Yeah. I'm, now, I'm did spent. you guys catch when Rick was in the hospital? Oh, that's right. Yeah, one of, that was one of the better flashbacks. They they did a lot of good little callbacks in this. I was, I enjoyed the episode overall. It was just where but it was funny because it's like, and I had to go back and look because yeah, the, in the, the first, sign, in the, yeah, yeah. In the first episode, didn't it say uh, yeah, don't, don't 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 open, open dead, dead inside? inside? Yeah, and this door said dead outside. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, so which like, don't crossed out. Yeah, so so it was like, yeah, open open the door to the light or whatever. And then he did. And that's where the field of bodies was. Yeah. Which is, it was disturbing to see all of our people dead. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So we're definitely getting the whispers. Uh, man, I really like that storyline in the fucking comics too. So I'm probably going to stick out most of that. I right. really don't just really not sold on the, the little ass. I mean, this is inevitable. They're the little ass kicker of the apocalypse. That makes sense. They, uh, I do should they be more on board with that. People in, in the group that Judith encountered. I think a lot of them are in like the later comics. Mag- is this Ma- is this Magna in her? Yeah, movie? Magna's one of them. I I don't remember any of the others. Though. Neither do I. Magna's yeah. the only one I remember. Uh, let me see if I can get you the names real quick. It'd be interesting. I mean, I hope they. I don't know how they're going to handle Maggie. I, I assume they're just going to be like, she kind of snapped and had to go off on her own. Or... So you've got Luke. That's Dan Fogler. Okay. He's the, he's the guy from uh, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Him. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Ugh. And Magna, Magna is, yeah, there. Is it Connie? And that's the only other one I don't recognize. My worry, I, I, I don't know if I'm down with long-haired Carol either. I kind of look good on her, but... Um, and then oh, they were... That, I thought that was all Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it just doesn't seem right with a bow and arrow. Uh, I think she'd rock a, a crossbow like Daryl does. My my only problem with the new ep- no, new season is it's like I feel like we've got our superhero, and they're just looking more like superheroes. Right. And it's oh, just come like... On, she's the queen! Yeah, but I mean, but it's, they're going to be untouchable as they've always been. I mean, it's going to be the kind of thing where we know Daryl Dixon ain't going anywhere because he's the new high paid star. We know they're not going to kill off 10 year old fucking Apocalypse Judith. Um, Carol's probably safe for a while. Depending on how close they go to the books, there's a lot of people who aren't safe. Um, <laughs> <to heal>. um, <laughs> 
and uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like we're going to get a bunch of disposable people again, and they'll be killed off, and and yeah. we'll still have the same conversations. And how far do we go to survive? Well, here's the question: Is is this new burden on Daryl? gonna make him struggle morally ethically like rick did is he gonna go back and forth between the rick job and the shane job yeah or is he gonna come up with his own way again you know they got new vistas here because they didn't have to deal with that in the comic books i'm seeing a lot of comic dwight and daryl i still wish dwight was around i wish they could have still made that happen somehow it just seems like they give they're sending a lot of can I ask what was Dwight's eventual in in the in the comics? Because I mean, do you mind sharing that? No, I mean it was pretty much total redemption. He he was he had military experience, so he eventually right. like proved himself to Rick, and was given pretty high uh, responsibilities as far as like but training. He, but, but he's but he's still a bit of a hothead. Yeah, but, yeah. But was he able to take over the saviors or what? He did, but then he he said that he he didn't want to. Yeah. No, but somebody's going to have to, and it's got to be somebody that they can. He did, and he tried to, and he walked away from it. Well, I'm just wondering yeah. if they're even going to address. I mean, if there are any even are any more saviors? Because apparently the campsite uh, fight there didn't go that well for them. Uh, so I don't know if there's going to be much of them left anyway. You know, it's funny the the guy that was um, the one that Rick sent away. And then he got killed as he was leaving. Yeah. We were watching a, a movie, Death Race uh, Anarchy, and he was the main star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great. It was definitely a B but, movie, but it was kind of fun. But, hey, you had those apocalypse creds, so that might be what got him the, the gig on The Walking Dead or vice versa. So. No, he did this after. Oh, okay. There you go. So, he looked exactly the same. I mean, he's he looked exactly the same like he did on Agents of Shield too. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, the oh uh, the Russian, Russian. Right? the completely unforgettable Russian villain. Yeah, <laughs> completely forgettable Russian. He's also the uh, the Scorpion King. There's oh, oh really? God, yeah, isn't there like a Scorpion King fucking five out now or something? Yeah, they're still pumping those out Jesus direct to uh, Blu-ray. Why not? He's the Scorpion King. He's taking over the franchise as soon as the big stars walk away. <laughs> yeah, they, that's like, you get paid, you know. Right. Oh, The Rock quit. Who do we get now? That guy! <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm keeping an open mind, and we will be back to discuss this, the proper mid-season finale, even though this felt like it should have been. This felt like it should have been. Yeah. It feels it. weird to come back to this a week later. Yeah, it really does. You know, a week and ten to six years later, that's, okay, that's just kind of the whiplash. Quick prediction from everybody. What do they say? What? How? What's the explanation for Maggie being gone? Fuck, I don't know. I guess she probably just exiles herself or something, wandered off, or I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued but, to see how they handle it. I think that Maggie, because she couldn't kill him has nothing else to be there for. She's got the place started. They're all looking to her. Um, She started something that she couldn't go through herself. So at this point, she's just going to have to leave. But really, I don't care about her storyline. I really never did. Maggie's really, even in the comics, Maggie's kind of become a forgotten character. Yeah, yeah. But but the the thing is, is that 
is that as a mother, she's got a responsibility to keep Herschel in a place that's going to keep him alive yeah. and allow him to grow up. And that, that, that says that she needs to be rooted there. The kid needs her. The one yeah. thing I did like, even in her uh, I Want to Kill Negan uh, and I'm Against Rick stuff, she does recognize that what Rick's trying to do is, probably, is best for her, for the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I have a feeling that what they'll probably do with Maggie is have her go out for however long and probably put her in a movie somewhere else. Someone uh, back off the breathing, please. You know, I Sorry. don't know. So, but, I mean, I really don't care what they do with Maggie. I, I'm kind of uh, done with that. She's, she's gone to the, the Heath pile of history, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Heath disappears, but the RV comes back. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was kind of a nice little funny. callback, too. Yeah, especially. So, uh, the most jarring thing from watching the first season again is just uh, how much of a baby freaking Glenn is. I'm like... I swear Stephen Yen was like just out of puberty when he did the first season of this. Cause he just looked so damn young. Carl too. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But well, all right, kids, you've heard our thoughts, uh, and we will be back in what, three weeks, I guess, to do the whole mid-season finale thing and to see if Scott continues the uh, podcast or not. Um, you could email us and, and tell us you would like us to at cheapscottproductions at gmail.com. So, we still managed to get in an hour. So, cigarette time! Everybody say bye. 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 This is your Fear of the Walking Adios. Dead cast. Revederci. Talk to you Sayonara. Yeah, that too. Don't forget to strap yourself into the uh, uh, the helicopter as you're departing. I'm an A. I'm an A. I'm an A. <laughs> what? You're an A hole? What? <laughs> and then someone's going to sit and go, I thought you were saying, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I can probably edit the audio to make it sound like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Oh, yeah, we should have speculated on that. Jesus has to have a boyfriend again one of these days, and I don't know if he's going to be into one-armed Aaron or not. We shall see. Speaking of Jesus, yeah, the the only thing Rick didn't have was a big wooden cross in this episode. That's true, yeah. (laughs) I I meant to talk about that. Actually, I meant to lead in with, it's like, okay, Superman's been replaced for a number of freaking Jesus allegories in one place or one place. (laughs) We'll leave that in. So we'll say bye again. Bye now. Beth's already gone. Bye. This time we meet her. Yeah, yeah, Beth is already gone. Bye bye. Later. Later, guys. Bye. The sun don't shine. The moon don't move. The time's too much weekly. So